Good morning and welcome. You've got Dustin Atwood here in the studio. <clears throat> There's been some topics that I've been rolling around in my head, and I usually try and avoid them. And we're going to talk about a few of them today. We're going to see how that goes. Um, but we're going to talk about some current events a little bit before that. And we're going to also do some tech talk. I had a, uh, not TikTok, by the way, tech, tech talk. I just want to make sure I enunciate that correctly so everybody knows what's coming for the next hour. I had some vehicles that actually, uh, I don't want to say actually, but very much challenged me. And, you know, I, I got to the bottom of them. You know, being stubborn is, is not always a bad thing. But it was some interesting facts, I guess, that I found. We also had an oils representative coming uh, from Wisconsin, I believe. He came in. We had an in-house uh, clinic for all of our staff talking about the new oil standard that's coming down the pipeline. So just to give you guys some a little bit of technical, just stay with me here. It does matter, I promise. The uh, back of an oil jug sold here in the United States has something called the API seal of approval. And that's basically one of the oil standards uh, facilities that says, hey, it must meet or exceed this set of tests in order to be able to be used in a domestic automotive vehicle. So why does that matter to you? And, and, and I'm going to have some real data for you here in a second. But the bottom line is, is these vehicles are expensive. That's what everybody is always worried about when they call the shop is how much is this? How much is that? Well, when you go shopping for a vehicle, as you can see, even a used vehicle with 100,000, 200,000 miles that's been well cared for is still bringing a very uh, high premium, in my opinion. So when it comes down to some of your basic maintenance or the blood of those vehicles, you don't want to skimp on them because it's not uncommon for me to see a late model vehicle that needs a large repair that exceeds $5,000, sometimes even $10,000, okay? And, and I normally don't talk about money on this show, um, mainly because it's very controversial or maybe I wasn't uh, ready or prepared to talk about it, but I'm giving you guys the cold hard facts. Whether you come to us or you go somewhere else, if you have a 10-year-old or newer or even 15-year-old or newer vehicle, and something catastrophic happens, you need an engine, transmission, rear differential, it's multiple thousands of dollars. Let's just kind of blanket that out there. The premise of this show, the philosophy or mindset of A1 Custom Car Care is to be on your side and prevent those, yet still have the skilled folks and equipment to take care of, take care of those situations if, God forbid, you happen to be in one of those, Okay. It doesn't do anybody any good to have a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar vehicle and not be able to drive it. Okay, so it, we have it from time to time that catastrophic things happen, and we want to help you avoid those as much as possible. That's why I'm giving you the background on the oil. The cheapest 1995 oil change that you can find around wherever, I assure you, is in the long run or even in the short term, going to cost you dearly. Okay. Not all oil is created equal. Not all technicians are created equal. Not all doctors, you know, fill it in the blank. You want to make sure that you're getting the right stuff that you need to protect that money, okay? If you're independently wealthy and you don't care, that's awesome. 
I, I tip my hat to you because for whatever you did got you that successful. That's that's great. I assure you people that are are that successful that I've ever met are still concerned about protecting their investments. So I don't think I'm talking to a lot of folks out there that just, you know, have disposable income, especially in today's age. If they buy a vehicle, they they view that as an investment. Even if you're not at that point in your life and you view that vehicle as your lifeblood to get you from point A to point B, hopefully to make a living and pay your bills and have fun and, you know, freedom, if you will, it's just as important to you. So I don't want you falling into that trap thinking, oh, maintenance is this, maintenance is that, oil changes, air filters, uh, fuel filters, transmission service, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera is a costly endeavor. It does cost money, but I assure you it's cheaper than any kind of repair that you'll see from a failed component. And that's what we're talking about all the time. That's what we're doing when we do a vitals inspection at the shop. Hopefully if you're not coming to us and the shop that you're choosing, or if you're a do-it-yourselfer at a high level, and there is a difference between a do-it-yourselfer and a do-it-yourselfer at a high level, by the way, um, we can talk about that later today. But my point is, is the oil standards are getting ready to change. And they're getting ready to change because of items we've been talking about every week for the last five-ish years. So the SN or SN Plus is the standard now. And if you're buying oil right now, I'm not saying that's a bad oil. But what I've talked about forever is deposits, oil burn-off, depletion of oil or vehicles that are, say, a five-quart capacity system coming in with two quarts or one quart of oil in them, um, and timing chain failure, which is a very high and expensive repair. We've been talking about that forever. Now, we are a big proponent of you know having some solutions, and we have had solutions prior to this with some of the chemicals and equipment that we choose to use at our A1 Custom Car Cares. But for, for everybody out there, the point is is that everything is getting the tolerances are tighter, um, the, the fuel economy standards or the CAFE standards that the government puts out there are getting more and more and more challenging for the manufacturers to meet. So they're having to think outside the box. Um, I've said this, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Um, a lot of times they're pushed into areas that they haven't fully tested or worked all the bugs out. And then you and I as the consumer buy those vehicles. And then us as a service center have to overcome the shortcomings of some of the engineering or, or uh, engineered problems on the first, second, and third generation before they finally start to work out these bugs. Okay. So this next oil standard that's coming out is an SP oil standard. Not all manufacturers have released it. I know there's a few big name brand uh, manufacturers out there that have. But the main thing that it's going to hopefully fight is some of the um, um, depletion and burn-off and deposits of oil. That's one of the biggest things. Nine out of ten cars that I see, and that's part of our standard procedure, um, when you come in for most services, we do a vitals inspection and check your fluids to make sure they're not depleted to where you're not having an issue maybe you're not aware of, okay? No different than when you go to the doctor, they check your temperature, they check your blood pressure, they check your pulse, all that good stuff. That's what I consider a vitals evaluation. It doesn't do you any good for them to do, uh, I don't know, some kind of procedure if you don't have those first few things in check, okay? 
So as that goes through and as we go through that process, it is a normal thing for these cars to be multiple quarts low on oil. Now, why does that matter to you? Because it's going to hit you in the pocketbook. That's the bottom line. I don't have to be the one doing your services. I don't have to be the one taking your money for your services. But this is the real meat and potatoes about what hopefully I'm trying to get the public service announcement message out to everybody that is hopefully going to save you some money. I would much rather see somebody not have to put an engine in or a transmission or, or rear differential transfer case, etc. Um, and hopefully maybe you can do something fun with your family with that money. Our goal is to make sure and take care of that stuff. And this new oil standard, to be educated on it, is very important. So it's not been released out there as of yet, but that's we're going to be one of the very first ones to be bringing that to market, I assure you, here in Springfield. Um, I'm sharing it with you right now so you guys know that it's coming. If you do your own work, be looking for it. So we're going to get into some technical information after we come back from the break. All right, welcome back. This is, of course, Dustin Atwood, Master Certified Automotive Technician and Medium and Heavy Duty Truck. Um, very blessed, by the way, to work uh, with such an awesome team. You know, I've been, and I don't give an origin story very much, and I'm not going to do a big one here, so just bear with me. Um, you know, I've been with A1 Custom Car Care for probably 16, 17-ish years, somewhere around there. Been a two-year trade school prior to that. My dad was a dealership guy um, and did some independent stuff. Uh, made me a big part of that. You know, it's not like, you know, uh, you know, he just worked there and I didn't have anything to do with it. I went to work with him a lot. Um, and then different stuff we had on, on uh, at home that we were doing. I was, you know, holding the flashlight and watching him and, you know, hearing all the uh, invented words, if you will, while, <laughs> while he was working on stuff. Um, but so it kind of mentored me and I had no other desire, uh, to do anything else. I, I wanted to be an automotive technician. So as I got out of trade school, I looked and interviewed at, uh, multiple companies, had offers at every company that I interviewed at. And for some reason, uh, and I can tell you the reason, as I sat down with Lois and David at the time, there was something different about A1 Custom and they were looking for an apprentice mentor kind of relationship uh, because we had very, very long-term employees. The first, I consider like new employee back then when I was hired, was 15-year veteran. The rest of them were well over 20, 25, 30, and even 40 years. Uh, and I'm, I, I get to work with these folks and have forever. Many of them have retired, and obviously I progressed through the company as well. I'm the operations manager, but still very much work in the bays with all of our team every day. But we have such an awesome group of ladies and gentlemen. And yes, we have some amazing ladies within this company. And I'm so proud of that as well. For the most part, everybody views the automotive industry as a male-dominated industry, which it is. I, I honestly believe, you know, it's uh, it's changing because the industry is changing. And some of the, the best key players are no longer men. And that's that's fantastic. Our ladies are doing an amazing job. And I am very thankful to work with them as well. However, we still got a lot of fellas within the company and, you know, out at Republic, we've got Troy, been out there 43-ish years throughout the company, not not always at Republic. Uh, we've got James, I've known him for a long time, been lucky to work with him 
the last several years. Um, and then we've got some young guns coming up being trained just as I was well over 15 years ago. Eddie is a huge success story. We've got Christopher coming in strong, Trey, another young man coming in strong. Uh, I'm so thankful for that. We've got, you know, obviously our team leader, Mike, out there. We've had him here on the show. So excited to work with him. If you guys get the the time, stop in and have a cup of coffee. We we don't have to be working on your car. Get to know you know some of our folks. Uh, Mike's got part of his team as he's building his his shop and his company is Gunner doing a heck of a good job out there. So get to know these folks. I I, I showcase our Fort Street team, Miss Macy and Mallory, our two uh, folks getting taking care of business and running that store. Uh, we've got David and Ryan over at our Sunset store. Get to know them, you know, see what's going on. So when you get in a situation, you have a familiar person that you reach out to and call. That a lot of times is what is, you know, you run into a problem. You're like, well, who do I call? If you have an open kind of like already rapport with them, you're much more comfortable to say, hey, I'm in a spot. My car didn't start. Uh, I'm stuck in a snow drift. I did whatever X, Y, Z. My car's doing something funny. What do I do? More often than not, they're going to say, hey, we need to schedule an appointment, get it in, make sure we don't cause any collateral damage. You know, our first segment was how to avoid it. Uh, we deal with collateral damage all the time. You know, oh, it was making a noise about six months ago, and now all of a sudden it's really bad. Well, I assure you right now, as you and I sit here and visit, that the noise six months ago was much cheaper than, oh, it's really bad right now. So don't ignore that kind of stuff. You know, when I get in a situation and I need legal advice, I guarantee Kyle's going to tell me the sooner I can reach out and visit with him, the better off everybody's going to be. And if I stick my head into the sand until it's, you know, uh, time day to go to court or whatever, and I, I phone a friend or I show up without representation, that's going to cost me dearly, much more than having somebody that actually is an expert in that arena. That's no different than anything else. You know, we as a company and me as a, a indiv individual – there's things that I can't do that I need to contract and hire out. Um, I want to make sure that whoever I get is that expert, and that's what our philosophy is as a company. Are we perfect? Everybody listen. Please hear me. No, we're not perfect. Does every repair go perfect every single time the first time? Unfortunately, no. We don't walk on water, so things happen. Okay. What the difference about what we do as a company is that when things happen, we're going to take it head on, we're going to look at the facts. We're going to see where it went off the rails. And then we're going to make a game plan and go from there and learn from it. Okay. So when things don't go well, I take that super seriously. And when I say I, uh, you know, I don't know any of the Walking Dead fans out there. You know, when you run into somebody, they always say, I am Negan. I realize the Walking Dead's not quite as popular as it once was. But the bottom line is that's how it is whether it's me or James or Jason or David, et cetera, across the company, you can fill in the blank with many of our talented team members. They're going to view it the same way. If something goes wrong, we want to know about it. We want to take care of it. We want to learn from it. And we want to make sure that car is in better shape now than it was maybe even the day you bought it. Okay. That's really the big difference. And you don't find that everywhere. Will you find that at other shops across Springfield or Southwest Missouri, et cetera, across the company. Yeah, there are other great shops out there. Uh, there are far and few in between, though. 
I've been very blessed to get to know people across the country, learn from them as well. Not everything is our grand idea, but I'm not uh, too obtuse to be able to learn or be taught from somebody else. And that's really what keeps you on the cutting edge. What we did, you know, five, six years ago is not what we're doing now. We continue to polish and hone those processes, procedures, etc., because what we're doing next year needs to be better than what we're doing this year. And I hope you all are part of something like that out there. Very seldom are there industries that stagnant and stay consistent for years and years and years and years. Typically, they are forced to adapt or they're forced out of business. And I love this business. I don't want to have to do something else someday. Uh, it, it has been an amazing experience to be a part of such a team and a, a uh, industry such as automotive repair. And I hope and pray you guys have found that out there. And if you haven't, and you get up every morning and there's a job that you absolutely despise and you you know, you know, get there five minutes till or five minutes after because you just can't stand to get there early, I really urge you to really look and see what your interest is. You know, back in the day, I used to make fun and think, you know, <laughs> you, know you couldn't make a living while you were at home. Well, the times have changed. There's folks making very, very good livings and doing very, very well doing something hopefully they love from home. I mean, I've got young kids, and, and it's amazing to me that they watch folks that are paid to play video games and stream that online. It just, it's not for me. That, that maybe is not what I'm about. But folks have figured out how to do that. Whatever you're doing, I hope and pray that you enjoy it even half as much as I do because I'm very, very blessed. The other part of this whole thing is I'm part of a company that is very like-minded with the team that we've got. I guarantee I can walk into about any one of these stores and one of the guys will pull me off to the side and they're fired up and excited to share a new technique, a new diagnosis on a vehicle platform that is just coming into our shops that we are getting uh, baselined and figured out. If it was so easy that everybody just plugs a little code reader or scan tool or an app on your phone and it says put on this part, that would be cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm, I've got with Ryan and, and Kent that do a lot of our marketing stuff, and we're going to start rolling out some videos in the next few months, which I'm super excited about. I'm finally at a point in time to where I can devote some time, but we're actually going to share with you all what goes into a diagnosis. There's a lot of great information out there and videos about this as well, but we're going to share the cutting-edge equipment that I talk about all the time. We're going to share the cutting-edge techniques that you know either we have gone and been trained on or we're developing in-house with you guys out there so you guys know the difference of being right. And that's the difference that we bring to the market. That's what I'm talking about every week or you know on the radio here or when you catch one of us at the shop. You know, folks think in their mind that a diagnosis is, you know, this code's a PO300, you need to put XYZ part on there. And because we are on the cutting edge, A1 Custom often gets uh, cars that have either been attempted, repaired on your own, they've been at multiple other shops, sometimes even the dealership, and then they come to us because they're at the end of the rope. And we have a reputation and something we're super duper proud of. That's an ASE word, by the way, super duper, by the way, just for everybody out there so you know that. 
that we can get to the bottom and root cause of what's going on. Just this last week, I had a car, had had the maintenance done at other shops. They they decided, oh, so-and-so shop is, is a quick lube, if you will. And I'm not picking on quick lubes. If you guys do a good job, I appreciate you. But if you do it on a price point and you sacrifice the quality to the customer to meet the price point and create a problem is where I got an issue, okay? When we deal with any of the fluids within our company, any of the parts that we choose to install, they have been vetted and are continuously vetted. And when I have an issue, we're going to dive down. And sometimes we end up going to the manufacturer to say, hey, this is going on. If you don't solve it, I'm finding another solution. And we do. And we will continue to do that. But the bottom line is I had a diagnostic or a, a checkout, if you will, for a drivability and runability problem that was a very challenging one to get to the bottom of. And it was a variable valve timing problem. And I'm not going to dive too deep in that. But basically, 99% of you out there listening right now have a variable valve timing vehicle. And the long and short is that that computer is able to control when the valve opening and closing happens. Why does that matter to you? It helps with your emissions. It helps with fuel economy and performance. Anybody out there that has been paying attention at all through the 80s and 90s, big blocks were the thing. And even back in the 60s and 70s, I'm not discrediting those. But in order to make any horsepower, you got a big block. And then all of a sudden the technology got better and you could get the same, if not more, horsepower and better fuel economy out of a small block. Okay. When we got into the 2000s and, and, and 2020s, if you will, the forced induction small displacement engines have really come on strong and they're doing a good job. You're getting 40 miles to the gallon out of a car that's fun to drive, very peppy, very uh, responsive. Part of that has been some of this variable valve timing technology that has been put out there. Very simply, all that system is electronically monitored and controlled, but it's hydraulically driven. What do they use for hydraulic fluid? Well, it is the engine oil. Okay. So as all these standards, and we're kind of trying to wrap the show back around this uh, new gentleman that came down and made sure we were up to date. They uh, continue to accurately control the variable valve timing with oil uh, pressure and lack thereof. Obviously, it applies, moves the variable valve timing phaser through a electronically driven solenoid, and then a cam sensor typically knows what it's done and corrects accordingly. Well, long and short, I had a GM product. It was a 4.2 liter inline six cylinder. It had been going to, you know, big box service center that doesn't do repairs, but they do maintenance. And I had this variable valve timing problem that I just couldn't pin down. It had fresh oil. It was full on oil. Um, you know, it wasn't way overdue or way lacking on the capacity of oil. And so I'm testing, I'm testing, I'm testing. Okay, my point, I need to make a little caveat. I'm not just throwing parts at this car, by the way. There is a difference. That's a big part of being able to be accurate and know what you're talking about. And I, I, I boiled it down to I had a, an oil problem. And I don't know whether they put the wrong viscosity or thickness of oil in there. But changing the oil fixed to this problem that had been progressing shortly after they went to Big Box Parts Store X for an oil change. And that's really frustrating for me who 
puts in a lot of time making sure that, uh, you know, all of our quality of lubricants that we use are top shelf, that somebody's putting some bargain basement garbage in there and creating problems for the customer as simple as a, an oil change. So be mindful of the standard of what's being put in your car and who's putting it in there. So we, I believe, are at the bottom of the hour. we got plenty more to talk about, but we're going to have to take a break. We'll be right back in a moment. All right, welcome back. You've got Dustin Atwood, A1 Custom Car Care. So, you know, I'm kind of doing the show a little bit off cuff today. Normally I sit down and I like focus all my thoughts and I got every segment written out. But it is about what we're doing in the shops, in the bays, with our team every single week to make sure that we are still prepared to take care of business. You know, I want to make sure you guys know that as well. Whether you come see us or not, just be informed, okay? It never, ever, ever works out for me or anybody else that, oh, just because I don't know and something bad happens, it's cheaper. Or just because, you know, something was going on, I, you know, didn't pay attention to it and I thought, eh, that noise will go away or whatever. You can fill in the blank. Oh, that legal problem will go away on its own. I didn't deal with it immediately. It'll it'll be okay. It never is. Eventually, it gets to the point with instead of you dealing with it, that bad or ugly situation deals with you. And just the fact that you didn't know about it or didn't pay attention to it doesn't make it any better. So on your automotive needs, that's really what we're talking about. Or hopefully maybe this is a life change. I mean, it's something I continue to try and be better and better and better at. As I get older, as I learn from things, as I make some of these mistakes, I'm, I'm speaking through the school of hard knocks, if you will, that we need to be educated and prepared on whatever it is. So, you know, in this instance, we're making sure and taking care of business. Uh, the specific kind of technical stuff of what I was going to get into. Now, just bear with me because I want to make sure that there's some meat and potatoes or some teeth in this explanation of going to big box parts store X or, you know, big box vending that does automotive repair as a side gig to keep you in the store and keep you buying their, their uh, trinkets is that that's what created this issue. And I, I fixed many cars over the years. I could probably do days and days worth of shows on so-and-so did this made it worse, made a whole nother problem, ended up here. We took care of it. They're still driving this car to this day. But this particular one, I continue to see a variance in my cam timing. Now, just stay with me. I promise I won't get too nerded out here. But, you know, it would ask for 19 degrees and I would get maybe eight or maybe I wouldn't get any advance or retarded ret uh, cam retardation on this particular vehicle and as I came up to a stop it would start to stall or it would surge and do all kinds of crazy stuff and I'm just really having a hard go at this thing and I'm like man what in the world is going on because I can see and control all this stuff through my scan tool and monitor it now this is a whole different more in-depth feature than just a code read by the way I want to make sure that's understood that's where the professional diagnostician really starts to have success versus somebody that shotguns parts or just replaces parts or sells you parts to put on yourself off of a code, okay? Uh, a check engine light or engine fault code 
was mandated to be there by the government for emissions-related failures only. So what does that mean, and why am I getting off on this little rabbit trail? Well, the government basically said if the vehicle is polluting the atmosphere, there needs to be a light that the operation, uh, operator of the vehicle knows it. That's all that the light tells you, okay? There are so many more pieces of information that a technician is going to look for to get to the root cause or the correct failure when you're having problems, not just a light. Oh, we are not in the business of fixing lights. I guess that's 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 kind of a what I consider a normal thought, you know, for folks that are in the industry. But for the general consumer out there, they bring it in because there's a light on or the car's doing something weird. We, we don't fix the light. We fix the problem, and then the light goes out or we reset the parameters, etc. So in this instance, I'm going through, and I'm getting to the bottom of what's going on, and I'm really having to work for this one, uh, which I need to. It keeps me humble, keeps me in check. And, uh, you know, we get to the bottom of it. We change the oil, and all of a sudden the car's fine. My cam timing and variance goes to zero, and my cam desire and actual match, you know, anywhere from zero to about 20 degrees is what the variance on this cam was able to do. Fuel economy goes up, engine performance and drivability is fixed and back to where it was supposed to. And this is a vehicle with 270 plus thousand miles on it. This vehicle has still got many, many more miles on it. And I bet it's been paid off probably see it's a I bet it's been paid off over 15 years so this return on investment is a prime example about what I share with you folks on here almost every week this is not a situation where I want to tell this customer hey it's not worth fixing hey go get in debt etc 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 neither neither does the customer want that by the way they love this vehicle it serves their purposes it's four-wheel drive it's capable the capabilities fit what this customer needs to use it for so when I get in this situation where I, I see a inferior product cause a, a problem, this is a prime example of why we do things the way A1 Custom Car Care does, okay? Uh, you know, on a fairly regular basis, I have folks say, hey, will you install such and such part? And I really don't talk about this here on the show too often because it's a little bit, uh, it gets deep in the deep end of the water very quickly. And most folks think, oh, I'm going to save some money by bringing you such and such part that I got from God knows where on whatever internet website out there that's going to send you a little uh, magnet for the refrigerator or a little trinket. And, and you know, some of those parts are probably fine. But we do this every single day. We eat, live, sleep, and breathe the automotive industry. So as things change, we are going to see it first because of the sheer volume that we do as a company and as a team. And my experience is, and the relationships that we have built with manufacturers and vendors in the commercial side of the parts industry is much different than what you see on websites and things you order online, or even if you go to your local discount parts stores, okay? And I have a prime example that also happened this week that really validated what my point is going to be here today. So we had a customer, uh, it's probably been about a year ago, that kind of bullied or pushed us into installing their water pump. It was a pretty easy install, not a big deal. Um, and we installed it. Install was great. I verified it when it came back. But immediately, 
when they started having an issue, all of a sudden we were inferior or incompetent or we caused this problem. And, and I want to make sure everybody understands this out there. Um, you know, even the manufacturer that makes your GM, Ford, Dodge, Honda, Toyota, whatever you're driving, doesn't manufacture all of their parts. Okay, they source them from vendors throughout the world. And that's cool. We know the vendor that was the original manufacturer of that part. If it's a good quality part, we're going to source from them. If there was an engineering problem in there, we also know it. And we know another company that makes a better product because we live, eat, and breathe this. We don't buy it because it's the cheapest thing that we can find on the internet. Okay. So in this case, we were a little bit pushed or forced into installing this particular part. We had an issue and I wanted to address it directly. So I scheduled it in. We were able to have a great conversation with the customer, show them that it wasn't a failed water pump. Uh, we had another thing going on and address it and diagnose it from there. My point is, is had it been a failed part that we had sourced from a vendor, A, we warranty it for three years or 36,000 miles part and labor. That's not something you find very, very often throughout the industry. And we have to be able to source at least as good, if not better, than what came out on the, the assembly line. And we don't source it from your discount parts facilities that are selling it from, as our Ryan at, at our uh, Sunset store likes to say, which I love, from never going to work a stand. And that is, it, every time I hear that, it rings true. And this is a prime example of it. So as that comes through, we want to make sure that if you have any further needs for service, that we're addressing new things and you're not having a repeat failure. That's why we approach our maintenance and preventative side of the business so much different than most folks. We're not just in the repair, fixing broken car business. We obviously do that. We do it at a very high level. We have a, a ton of folks that tow their cars past many, many shops to have it brought to us. And, and I take that as a huge uh, compliment. But we want to make sure that those are trouble-free miles. And if you do have something else give you fits, you're not on the groundhog day of repeated failure, repeated failure, repeated failure. We want to make sure that if we do see a problem, that we address it directly. And that is something that uh, I'm very blessed to be a part of a company and team that does and does at a very high level. Um, you know, it's not, you don't find the character of a person or a company when everything's rainbows and ponies and things are going good. You find the character when you run into a speed bump or a snag that things happened, how they handled themselves. And I'm so proud of how we were able to take care of business. Some of our best and most loyal customers have been in very high stressful situations where something they depend on for their livelihood or getting from point A to point B um, gives them fits. Maybe they've tried this or that, they've been here or there, and then they come to us and they're like, hey, I need you to take this problem and own it for me. And that's what we do. When you have a problem and you want a solution automotive related, bring it to us. We're in the business of problems and I love being able to give a vehicle back in as good a shape, if not better shape than when they bought it originally. So we do need to take one more break. We're gonna wrap up the show right after this. All right, welcome back. You've got Dustin Atwood, A1 Custom Car Care. We've got just a little bit of time. 
I, I do have to say, you know, I had asked for snow and asked for snow and, and wanted to use my snow plow and, and, and we sure got it. We really did. We, we got a little bit of winter, which I really enjoyed. I spent a lot of, you know, I'm originally from, um, the Neosho, Carthage, um, Joplin area. And I lived there till I was about maybe five or six or so. And then we moved up to the east side of southern part of Lake Michigan. Um, anybody from around there who has spent time up north knows that they actually get winter. They actually get snow and it gets very, very cold. So we all got a taste of that within the last few weeks. And uh, I'm glad everybody got to see that. I was super excited to be able to get to, to do some of my snow plowing. The equipment worked flawlessly, by the way. We were able to keep our lots clear, take care of business. It was awesome. Um, but what happened is, is it stressed or shocked a lot of cars out there. I know a lot of the folks in our towing businesses around the Springfield Ozarks area were very, very busy. And what happens is, after the last five-ish years, and we've had so much mild weather i mean i know and can remember the la over the last five years many many times the the big roll-up doors being opened on our shops in december january february and it being 60 plus five degrees and you know we kind of take all that for granted and it's great don't get me wrong i love that kind of weather especially working and it's awesome but so do your vehicles they love and work very easily in that climate it's not a very stressful environment for them to be in. So you can get away with a little bit more uh, lack of maintenance and lack of paying attention to things because it doesn't stress the car out. But the caveat essentially came. And when you don't have those issues, all of a sudden, when it does have an extreme, whether it's, you know, positive 100 degree temperature or negative temperatures like we, you know, experienced this year, then you find those weak links, and a lot of times they're weak links that don't start your vehicle. I know tons and tons of folks in my, my uh, diesel brethren out there, if you will, experienced gelled up fuel systems. And now it's warm enough now, the fuel is, is not gelled anymore, obviously, so you're back up and going. But uh, it, it was a pandemic, if you will, of finding any kind of diesel treatment uh, anti-gel or, you know, a, a, a 911 additive that will hopefully re-solidify. And it was gone across all the stores. The internet was, you know, two or three weeks out, and that's not going to help you if your truck or car won't start. So you see those extremes. For our gas folks out there, you know, if you're not uh, running or changing your oil on a regular basis, a lot of times there's too much drag and they won't start. Um, some of our uh, GM folks out there, we had a couple of them this year. I saw it about two or three years ago when it got real cold. Um, there is a the little Ecotech engines, which are in a lot of vehicles out there. They create a lot of condensation in the crankcase. And if you don't change your oil on a fairly regular basis, it builds up. It freezes. And then when it's sub-zero like it was and you're running your vehicle, it builds up too much crankcase pressure, and it pushes whatever weak seal out, and then you've got a massive oil leak. There's a technical service bulletin out there on those vehicles, and every time it gets cold, 
I have one or two of them being towed into the shop. Hopefully the customer caught it quick enough that they didn't run it out of oil or starve it for oil. But the end, end all or result of this whole thing is you needed to change your oil more often to keep that condensation out of there. At least once a year, regardless of how much you drive, preferably seasonally. So just before it gets hot, even if you're not at that mileage interval, and just before winter or in the fall, even if you're driving it just short trips here in town or, you know, not really putting those three, five, seventy five hundred mile intervals on there. This is everybody, not just the little Ecotech engines that I'm talking about. You need to keep that oil fresh in there because that crankcase does condensate and you sure don't want to be one of those folks having either a frozen PCV, which is pressure crankcase ventilation system. Um, and, and, and the reason that is not to get too technical for the moment, but anybody that's ever seen a boat in water and watched the pressure that the prop makes or the rooster tail of the boat is what's happening inside that crankcase as that crankshaft is partially submerged in oil. As it slings it around, it builds pressure. The harder you push it, the more pressure that it builds. So as that condensation builds up, it must be vented. As that pressure increases, it must be vented. And when we get subpar or sub-zero temperatures, that pressure will find a release point. And that's what happens. Is In this case, it pushes the rear main seal out typically, which is a very large and high dollar expense. So seasonally is my recommendation regardless of mileage. I'm not talking about four seasons here in central Missouri, central southern Missouri. But before it gets super hot and before it gets super cold, you at least need to get it in and have that uh, condensation diluted oil drained out, new filter put on there. Vehicle just looked over, make sure it's prepared for those extremes. So we see it right now in the shops as the the weather you know significantly changed. We have, and it exposes most of the weak links, whether it's no heat, whether it's a battery that was on its last leg and the extreme temperature killed it, whether it's an oil-related failed hydraulic issue, such as what we're talking about, and when it gets super duper hot outside. Now, we specialize and do a ton with air conditioning work. So we always see that kind of work when the heat comes up. But we also see other things, failed batteries, failed uh, cooling systems, keeping the engine cool, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in between those seasons, we get a little bit of a breather. You, you as the consumer and us as the repair shop where things are a little more tolerant that, oh, if it's just borderline, it really doesn't rear its ugly head. Now, I can speak from experience. It's never a convenient time to have to call a tow truck. Not that I don't love our tow truck families out there. You know, we have some great towing companies. Henry's has been a, a big partner of ours for many, many years. They do a great job out there. And we do service a lot of towed-in vehicles, but our, our, our main goal at A1 Custom is to prevent you from having those experiences. And, and not to mention, um, you know, the safety that goes along with that. I talk about that a lot of times, but it's a real deal. And we've got some videos where we're getting kind of steamrolled up um, or kind of, uh, I guess, uh, brainstorming, if you will, to make sure you're prepared that God forbid something like that happens. Maybe you carry an equipment uh, arsenal, if you will, in your car that if XYZ happens, 
you have some things and how to use them in your car ready to go. You know, everybody knows about a flat tire. Hopefully they do. Um, everybody knows that, you know, if you get broke down, hopefully you call so-and-so. Uh, but as times change, a lot of times you you lose what to do, especially with newer young drivers coming into the, the driving world. And we want to make sure and play our part in keeping you prepared for all that. There are some amazing pieces of equipment, and I talk about them on the radio show here a lot, you know, whether it's you're able to air up your own vehicle, jumpstart yourself, uh, signal flashing lights if you do get stalled so other motorists see you and make sure that they give you the room. God forbid something happened and you're broke down somewhere. You need to make sure that people notice you as quickly as possible to give you the necessary room to where they're not, uh, you know, distracted and then have some kind of bad situation happen. So, you being prepared, you being informed is the reason we come on and share our Saturdays with you. And that's, you know, we're Monday through Saturday, eight to five at all of our locations. There's a lot of you out there that we take care of uh, on Saturdays, and we're going to be there for the rest of the day at, at either one of our locations. If you have some concerns or just want to meet the folks, come in and ask a couple of questions. They're going to, you know, just bear with them. They're very busy. I, I do have to say that. Uh, but give them a minute to get things wrapped up and have that chat with you. If you've got a new young driver, we have a uh, multi-generational family. We took care of the, the grandparents, the parents, and, and now very much the children. When uh, I can remember the point when, when he brought his, his daughter, which would have been second generation in, and said, this is your repair facility. If you have any concerns, these are your folks. And we've done and taken care of them for almost 20 years. So you guys have a great and safe weekend. We're going to be back from, from 10 to 11 next week. I'll see you at the shops.